All right, everybody, welcome back to the self-love series with me, Cassatiga, where our goal is to spread and share self-love through others and their stories. Today we have a guest that really needs like no introduction, but because he is here, we will introduce him. Um, he is a YouTube pro in my eyes. Um, he is his own business owner um, and he is somebody that I feel has just, I don't know, the qualities and things that more people in this world need when it comes to self-love. And so that's why I was so excited to have him here on the series. And that is Kona. Kona, um, thank you for being thank here. Thank you for having me. I wish everybody could experience the smell of your house. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so just to start off, tell those that don't know you um, yet, which I know may not be a lot of people, but for those that don't know you, just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and your business, what you do, um, and what inspired you to do that? Um, well, I'm Kona. Um, a lot of people actually used to know me by Coco because that's the name that I used to go by for years, like on my old YouTube channel. Um, but now I'm just, you know, <laughs> I feel like within the past two years, I would say I completely did like a 180 in life. I was working in cosmetics for like six years. I had an old YouTube channel where I used to do like YouTube videos, um, beauty videos. Um, and then within like the past, I would say two years, my last year living in Vegas, I started to just feel frustrated about like where I was in life, working, you know, for other people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I just felt like I was in prison and I've always like cherished time and valued time. So I started to just like research things on what's going to like free up time for me to do what I want to do. Like if I want to go on vacation, like I don't want to have to request time off or wait to get it approved. Like I just felt like I wasn't living my like best life. So like in coming into now, um, I just learned all of this information about like credit, um, finance, um, literally everything. Luckily I had amazing mentors, um, in Hawaii, my cousins who taught me all these, um, things, which is why I moved there for a few short months. Um, and then I just realized that like I had all of this knowledge, you know, that I knew could help so many people and how selfish of me, like if I wasn't helping mm -hmm. people with that knowledge or charging people for knowledge, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how I got started to where I am now. Last year I opened my own business, helping people with their credit um, and entertaining them with education at the same time. <laughs> And yeah, for the past year and a half, um, I've been pretty much doing that. Awesome. <laughs> and what is like your advice you would give to, if you had to give like one tip on where to start mm -hmm. um, for someone that is struggling with their credit, um, what would be like your one um, tip to Take a breath because <laughs> it's just credit. Literally, yeah. your credit score is just a number. It's just an algorithm. And you can literally change your credit score, you know, if you know how to, mm -hmm. um, with, you know, a dispute or two or like credit utilization. Like for me, like I could care less about my credit score, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's at like a 700 or a 500, because I know that I have the knowledge to fluctuate that number when I need it. And yeah. if I need it, does that make sense? So yeah. if somebody is struggling, just breathe. <laughs> it's just a number. Yeah. And also they can then contact you, which also is your business name is what? <laughs> Fair credit firm. Fair credit uh, firm. Fan. Yes. Awesome. And so with what you were talking about, it made me think about like 
rebranding because mm-hmm. essentially that's kind of like what you've done with you had like a big following mm-hmm. um and your channel which was more catered towards like the beauty industry um and then you no longer felt passionate about that anymore and wanted to do something completely different essentially and rather than keeping that same channel and just starting new content Mm -hmm. you felt called to like handle it and do it of what it is now of having your new channel and pursuing what you feel passionate about sharing now um how do you feel like because i feel like for a lot of people um they get so so stuck in just like you said with time um that that I feel like is something that everyone can relate to being important. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, I feel like, and I was there at one time too, you feel like you invest so much time in something. And so when the thought comes to your mind, when you no longer feel passionate about it, of stopping it and starting something brand new, like I feel like there's so many feelings like overwhelmed. Oh yeah. Um, the thought of starting all over, like you just doubt yourself, things like that. When you think of the possibility of being able to build the success of what you've built Mm -hmm. in what you're already in. So do you have like any advice on, on how you were able to like do that? And you know, just what, you know what I mean? Like just cause it can be such a scary and overwhelming thing. It is. It's a scary thing. And like, I mean, I went to school for makeup. I was a makeup artist for six years. I was doing makeup videos for a few years. Mm-hmm. And so for me to like realize that it wasn't making me happy anymore um, and that I needed a change for like my mental health, yeah, um, I, I didn't even question twice about deleting exactly. my um, old channel or quitting my cosmetic job and pursuing the scary task of starting your own business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it just takes persistence. Like you just have to be... You, you have to be sure of yourself yeah. to literally quit everything <laughs> mm-hmm. that you've been doing for six years and then start fresh in a completely different field. Yeah. I used to beat my face. I used to wear makeup 24-7 every day. Yes. I used to do other people's makeup and I just went through like a cleanse. If it's anything good that came out of Hawaii because I gained like 100 pounds when, <laughs> when I moved there. Um, if it's anything good that came out of Hawaii is I felt like it was like a cleanse for me. Like I went there, I was learning all of this knowledge from my cousins. Um, and I just realized that there was just way more to life than like doing what like other people want you to do. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like for so long with cosmetics and I still get people ask me today, like, why did I leave? Um, Mm -hmm. like upset that I left pretty much. And I'm just like, you know, I, I wasn't happy. <laughs> like, I yeah. truly wasn't happy working in cosmetics or making cosmetic videos. So, I mean, like I said, I just feel like you just have to be sure of yourself and don't second guess. If you feel like it's what you need, then do it. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's one of my um, strengths is my persistence. And mm-hmm. like, if I realize something, like, bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm done. That's awesome. <laughs> Whether it's people or jobs or anything. Like, yeah. I, I love my ability to ghost anything and anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's a talent because a not talent. a lot of people have that and they really struggle and have anxiety over that, which I totally get. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so true and I love everything you said because I think first you have to like trust your gut, like mm-hmm. your intuition. When you just feel like it isn't it anymore, regardless of all the like what ifs, uh-huh. you have to think of what the good can come from following what just inside you feel that you need to do, even if it's just knowing that you have to quit. Like I think just starting with recognizing when something is draining you and not making you happy 
and making the decision to walk away and start something new, even until you then are able to grasp what else you're going to start mm-hmm. doing and putting all your energy in. I think that that's like the biggest thing and yeah. it's the hardest thing is just making that step. But I feel it like is. it makes the biggest difference because I was the same in my previous like job, which I thought was a career that I always wanted to do growing up. And I started it like at a young age before I had even graduated um, and then did it for like nine years and was doing well. Um, but I just, it was like draining and yeah. it didn't make me happy. I made good money. And because of that, and just because of how much time I put into it, I was just like, the fact of leaving it made me sick. Yeah. But like my husband is the same as you to where he's just like, it doesn't matter. Just like quit today and we'll figure <laughs> out, we'll figure something else out. Like nothing is worth your happiness it takes or like a your special peace. kind of person to have that yeah. mentality right so <laughs> i love that but i feel like that in itself is like self-care mm-hmm. and investing in yourself and your peace and happiness to like detach yourself from things that don't make you happy and a lot of people don't tie that to work or your career because they think that it's something it's almost that to where it's almost made to be like a permanent thing mm-hmm. to where there's people that have had so many different passions throughout their life and that's fine i think that's the thing is that that's not said enough especially to kids like when it comes to school and things like that is that's perfectly fine if you put all your time and energy into this and then it changes and you do something else i think that that is the beautiful thing about experiencing life is you can do so many different things um and try all different stuff and that doesn't mean that that's not your passion it just means that your passion isn't your whole like your passion doesn't have to be your whole life. I'm like burping out of the microphone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like so, cut this out. <laughs> my gosh. I I hope that it came through. I hope that well, it's, it's that like, laser sharp. My throat is making a weird gargling noise. And I'm like, what the hell did I eat today? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But I'm just happy that you brought that up. Yeah. And with what you said and how you ended it off goes in exactly to the whole point of this episode. Um and why I wanted you on is because I feel like being authentic is such like a buzzword on social media, especially Instagram for influencers right Mm -hmm. now. Everyone talks about that and being like intentional or authentic with your content or things that you share. And I feel like a lot of people like misperceive it just to be um, saying or doing what you want to do whenever you want to do it. But I think that it, it, it is that Um, But I feel like the part that's always left out and that people struggle with is doing those things without caring how other people perceive you Mm -hmm. or what they're going to think about it and just doing things unapologetically because you feel like that's what you want to do and you feel inspired by doing or sharing whatever it is. And I feel like we haven't known each other long. We're new to being friends um, and following each other, but I feel like that rings true for you and everything that you do um and you do say what you want to say and you share what you think and how you feel but you do it in a way that is being authentic to yourself and not caring what other people are going to say and i know you've shared before like some of the hate and stuff like that that you've gotten um on just your different social media platforms everything (laughs) so yes so i wanted you on here just to talk about that experience with you how you've gotten to the point of being able to be that way um of not letting other people's perceptions or opinions get to you and weigh you down so if you could talk about that in your journey and getting to that point yeah so i feel like um 
that's kind of like a a double-ended like thing you know because when it comes to like not caring about what people think about you or the perceptions of others I do mm-hmm. but I don't and I think there's like a art to caring what people say but not exactly what you said not carrying it on your shoulders because if I'm being 100% real like I take into consideration what everybody says mm-hmm. whether it be constructive or not yeah. um, but I feel like it is part of like self-love is like I love myself enough to be able to listen to what other people are saying about me, um, deciphering whether it's constructive criticism or just being negative and throwing that away. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I went through a phase in my life a few years ago working in cosmetics mm-hmm. um, and with my old channel where I felt like not caring about what people thought about me was being rude, was being, um, how do I say it? was being reckless Mm -hmm. um, until I had an experience in Vegas when I lived in Vegas. Um, Just a quick little story Um, because it kind of ties into the whole caring about what people Mm -hmm. think about you or their perceptions. I went to a club in Vegas with my friends um, and we were in my car and we were intoxicated. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the bar, like if you know anything about me, like I'm kind of stubborn. I can be stubborn. So if I'm not ready to leave or like go to the next bar, like I'm not going. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, they wanted to go. And I was like, no, they took my car keys and they were waiting in my car for probably an hour for me because I was still, you know, doing my thing in there. And the next morning, fast forward to the next morning, I was checking the dash camera on my car because I have a dash camera. I've always had a dash yeah. in my car. Records sound, records video in the car and out of the car. And I just had this feeling that like oh, no. they were saying stuff yeah. about me, you know. And these are my three closest friends in Vegas. And so <laughs> I tapped into the video of the dash cam of that night while I was in the club and they were, and they were waiting, waiting for me for in you. my car. They had no idea I had a dash cam or that it recorded sound. And I'm not going to say what they were saying about me yeah. just because I feel like it's a little personal. Yeah. But what they were saying about me was true. And I was too stubborn at that point. And I was like, I was so full of myself back then. And I was like, nothing is wrong with me. They're being idiots. But then I really had to take a step back and be like, okay, these are like my three friends that I like absolutely love in Vegas. Yeah. What they're saying about me is like affecting them, you know? And, and yeah, so I kind of took that experience as... Like, that was a wake-up call for me to be like, okay, well, I don't care what people say about me usually, but what they're saying is actually true. Mm -hmm. It's constructive. And so I literally worked on that since that day, and we're still good friends to this day. I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah. So I feel like it is a a whole self-love thing because, I mean, at at the time, you know, I was struggling a little bit in the self-love category. So I feel like self-love is, you know caring what people say about you and like, but not carrying it on your shoulders, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does make (laughs) sense. And I love that you brought that up because I feel like naturally, and especially if you're wanting to be successful, I feel like you have to, to a certain extent, like Mm -hmm. you said, take into consideration others' thoughts and feelings, whether it be like through constructive criticism or things like that. But yeah, that was definitely more so what I meant and the focus of not letting it weigh you down of continuing to do what you want to do. So when you do get like the hateful comments from people that do not know you, (laughs) like on your social media accounts, 
how are you able to like tune that out and not let it like affect you and shut you down from continuing to like share and post and do all that? I feel like it's a learning process for sure. Like back when I started my first channel, um, the comments used to get me down and I used to receive a lot of hate. Um, So I feel like, like I said, it's just a self love thing. Like I didn't love myself enough back then to realize that what they were saying wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Now, I have, you know, enough self-love to realize that, you know, whatever comments that people are writing on the internet does not pertain to me at all. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even like, I, I literally just don't let it affect me. Like yeah. lit- I could read anything about me right now and it will not affect me. Yeah. And I think that just, you know, came from my whole self-love journey. <laughs> yeah. And so do you mind getting in to a little bit more of your self-love journey because I feel like it's levels for everyone. For sure. You know, like you getting to that point, there was things that led up to that to mm-hmm. help you even get there and be able to receive kind of your understanding that you did from there. But could you take it back a little further for us yeah. on your self-love journey? Oh yeah, we could go way back <laughs> to Granger High School, <laughs> 2010. Um, I, I feel like that's where my whole, like taking it back, that's where my whole love self journey um, began. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out who I was, you know, in high school, dealing with high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't quite know where I stood in the world, if that makes sense. And so I went through, how, how personal are we going to get? Um, I went through just a lot of personal things in high school that made me appreciate like life today like the reason I am so like strong-minded and um like persistent is because I know how it feels to be at rock bottom Mm -hmm. truly rock bottom um and so I'm so protective of my energy and my space now um just because I'm I'm fearful of ever going back to that place yeah um and I struggled with a lot in high school if anybody knew me in high school um I was looking psycho (laughs) um (laughs) but I, I went through a lot like I don't know if I should say this. You can say whatever you feel called to say. Well, you know what? I feel like it's going to help somebody. Yeah, so, that's always a goal, one person. Um, in high school, I, I struggled a lot with um, eating mm-hmm. and eating disorder and body image issues that, to be honest, I'm still dealing with today. But I feel like um, as you grow older and through your experiences, you just know how to deal with it and maintain it better, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm drawing a blank. You're fine. Sorry. You're fine. So <laughs> you struggle with that starting in high school mm-hmm. of like body image and things like that. Um, and so what helped you to, what do you feel like got you out of that? I mean, I know it's like hard. I feel like it's something you're never fully like clear mm-hmm. and cured of. Um, but what helped you to change like the habits and things that you were doing in recognizing that you were like spiraling? Um, I think it was just, I mean, honestly, when it comes to like the whole self-love thing, um, like you can tell somebody how much they're worth and like Mm -hmm. help them every way you can, but they, I I feel like the only thing that's going to help a situation like that is time Mm -hmm. um, and developing like mental skills to realize that, um, what you go through in life isn't going to define you. You know what I mean? And I feel like at the time, like I barely knew who I was in high school, barely knew. So I feel like that had a lot to do with it is because I felt like I didn't have control of, yeah. um, like 
my sexuality or mm -hmm. like things that were just going on in high school. But one thing that I could control was, you know, my weight through mm -hmm. my diet. And so I feel like it just took me realizing that I don't need to be in control of everything. You know what yeah. I mean? To finally like realize that. Sorry, you're fine to... no you're totally making sense <laughs> Am I? that makes sense okay, yeah <laughs> and i feel like with that too it comes from not only realizing you don't need to control everything mm -hmm. but also like the extremes that sometimes we feel we have to go to to like prove ourselves yeah or things like that where it can just lead to like a negative uh, yeah literally a spiral of <laughs> an endless pit so yeah. I, yeah, I just feel like what has helped me um, like maintain it is just um, time. Yeah, literally. Oh, that's awesome, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's the hardest thing to hear, mm -hmm. but it's so true. Yeah. And that time can like bring healing and realization mm -hmm. of a lot of things. And yeah, like I love that you brought up that you can tell people this and that, like when you know they're going through something. But it's that same thing. You just have to give them time mm -hmm. because they're not going to hear it and it's not going to register right. until they're in that space to even accepting it. Yeah, So exactly. that's a big thing. And I think that's really hard too, especially for like the high school or junior high age. I feel like at that age, you are trying so much to feel like you belong just in itself of being that age. Mm -hmm. I mean, layer on top of that, like sexuality, things like that would make it even harder. But I feel like at that age, they feel so much pressure to belong and feel accepted right. in certain areas um and so just i think realizing that there's so much more time that you have you don't need right. to know those things the end of the world right <laughs> and things in college you will see as you or in high school you will see as you get older are just like minor compared I to where we are now i'm like really just I was, I'm over that. even if it's like you had the worst things happen in high school you still grow up and see how those things you were just in such a learning phase of life right, still. Exactly. And yeah, it's just fragile beings. Everything I, that feels like life then is like so silly yeah. as you get older. And so. I, I realize now that like, it's okay to like not know who you are or not be comfortable with yourself. Like it's okay. Yeah. It's literally not the end of the world. Right. <laughs> and I think not knowing, but just trying different things, mm -hmm. Um, being around different groups of people, I think that's what helps you to then know like what sticks for you, what feels right, right, things like that. But you don't know it unless you try those different things. And that is perfect because that ties into what I wanted to ask your thoughts on, mm -hmm. um, of when it comes to people getting in the rut of acting out of inspiration and taking, um, whatever inspiration from people that they're around or people that they follow or watch versus um, like imposter syndrome or like, right. do you know what I mean yes. by saying that? Like um, being inspired versus being an imposter. Yeah. So imposter syndrome is interesting. I mean, it affects like 70% of people who take on, you know, 70% of people in general. So I feel like there's a fine line between just acting out of inspiration and being an imposter. It's very clear. Um, oh my God, sorry, what was the question? You're fine. Imposter versus inspired. Just your thoughts on that. So you were saying that there, 70% of people are affected, affected by that. Yes. 
and you were saying that there's a difference. Yeah, there's a fine line between, um, I, I think it's just like taking like an idea and making mm-hmm. it your own um, rather than, you know, literally like taking someone else's idea and everything that you're doing, everything that they're doing with it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the whole reason there's businesses today. Like if, right. if everybody suffered from imposter syndrome and was like, afraid to like do what they were passionate about even if someone's done it before you there'd be no businesses in life there'd be no creators so yeah i think it's it's a funny thing it's yeah (laughs) i think people get caught up and worried on it because they think that they're passionate about that same type of thing that by doing it they're going to be viewed as that way yeah but everyone whether we realize it or not has a different voice and they think differently not everyone thinks the exact same so even though just like the beauty industry there's there was how many like successful beauty influence influencers and youtubers um to where they all did beauty and makeup but everyone was different and their personalities were different so i think that's something good and something a lot of people forget about is right it's all just how you go about that inspiration i mean the whole beauty community was built up on people being inspired and yes some imposters in there too yeah um but yeah exactly like you were just saying just literally make it your own Mm -hmm. get creative (laughs) yeah and yeah for sure I love that um and then also just what would then be like your advice to somebody that is struggling with the opinions of other people um and feeling like it's getting them down and keeping them from like pushing forward and doing what they want to do. Or even just maybe it's the voices in their head making them feel like they are going to be an imposter or things like that. What would be your advice yeah. to them on just to quiet down the negativity, the opinions, um, and just doing what they want to do and being true to themselves? Yeah, you know, and the sad thing is I know many people like this who have so many like dreams and passions of doing things but they don't because they're literally like crippled of fear mm-hmm. by what people are going to think about them or what people are going to say about what they're doing. So my advice to them would honestly, I mean, this one's kind of like a tough one because it's easy for me to sit here and say like, you just, just don't care. Like yeah. who cares, you know, but everybody has their own like mental process that they go through their head. Um, but honestly, I just feel like if it's one thing I could tell people is, we could literally die tomorrow. And I think that's what fueled some of my like passion to even stronger is when my grandma passed away two years ago. Mm-hmm. We fought a lot and argued a lot, but we were close. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt like she passed away so sudden and she had so many things that she wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. So many places that she wanted to go. And then one day she died of cardiac arrest. And at her funeral, I was like, oh my God, like it just like resonated with me and made me realize that we could literally die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so I am going to do everything in my power to accomplish what I want to accomplish yeah. and do what I want to do. And the opinions of other people is literally minuscule in my life. Right. So just realize that you could die tomorrow. So just do it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Because when you're, I mean, say it's a different situation and you're actually just sitting on your deathbed, you know, it's coming. Are you going to sit and like, think of all the things people have said about you or worry about people's opinions? Or are you going to be regretting everything you didn't do because of that exact reason? Because you were scared or worried of others thoughts when, Mm -hmm. how is that helping you at that moment? You know, it terrifies me every day. 
death. Yeah. And I think about death every day, not in like a cynical, like yeah. evil kind of way, but like it, I think about death almost every day because I don't know when my last day mm -hmm. on earth is going to be. We, yeah. we don't, we, nobody knows, but I use that to fuel my passion and persistence in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so amazing. And I think that is such great advice because I think it's something that everyone could easily apply to themselves to like really think about. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And so I'm wanting to just try something like a little bit new of like doing a TBH moment. And so we'll just do start the <laughs> TBH moment with you. Um, and so the first thing, some things are simple and some things aren't. And I know you already mentioned something, which may be your one thing. But so the first TBH is what you love most about yourself. Like physical let's do both okay. what you love physically most about yourself and then like intellectually physical i would have to okay i would have to see my hair yeah and the fact that i still have it because <laughs> my dad is bald and growing up it was always my worst fear yes. to be bald no offense to bald people we don't discriminate over here <laughs> but like it's just been my worst fear and so i'm always like cautious about my hair and like even if I just find one strand of hair, I'm like panicking. <laughs> but then I was like doing research and I heard like it skips generations. Oh, so it does? hopefully I'm okay. Wow, but I now I'm thinking like maybe I should buy my nieces and nephews Rogaine for Christmas <laughs> next year. They're Better like Better to start 14. early. Prevention. Um, so probably, yeah, that's one of my favorite physical things. Love that. And then non-physical. <laughs> um, non-physical, I would have to say my persistence. And like, if I set my mind to do something, um, I'm, I'm going to do everything in my power to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it's one of my favorite things because I had to learn that. Like, I, I haven't always had that. It was a learning yeah. process. And now that I have it, I'm like strong in that. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And then the next TBH is what is your favorite form of healthy self-care and then like your guilty pleasure self-care. <laughs> healthy self-care. Um, my favorite is probably just traveling. Yeah. Um, traveling for me is literally the best way for me to clear my mind, the best way to just get away um, and reset. Like I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people in life need that reset, but also a lot of people in life don't get that reset, which leads to a lot of the issues that people have today. Mm -hmm. um, so healthy self-care, traveling. I love that. Um, Guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. But still considered a self-care bus sometimes. <laughs> this, one's, this was a tough one. Yeah. Um, probably two fish tacos from Rancheritos. Yeah. <laughs> With midnight. no refried beans and extra rice. <laughs> At midnight. I love that. Awesome. What's your favorite Rancheritos location? Um, honestly, whatever one I'm close to. Okay, so you don't worry. About I would go which to the one. one where that guy was peeing at. <laughs> if it's the only one in town. I guess they're going to be more worried about people being worried about that. So maybe it's made them step their well, cleanliness. I up. kind of feel the same. Like right after a bad incident happened, exactly. that's when they're the cleanest. You know? Right. Like, they know that their people are watching. Exactly. So that's true. I can't wait to try them. And then. Um, this TBH is a real TBH of what are your thoughts when it comes to the self-love movement right now? Because I feel like it's kind of like a trending thing, you know, yes. and it covers so many different like opinions and perspectives and things like that. Mm -hmm. So maybe 
yeah, what do you think about it? What are some annoyances that you have when it comes to it? <laughs> um, well, I, first of all, just want to say that I am all for self-love, like, period. Um, no matter how you view it or what yeah. you think that is. But some annoyances that I have... <laughs> I feel like a lot of people use the self-love uh, movement to just be indecent, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. And as an excuse to, what's the word? As an excuse to, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> kind of like the Lizzo thing. Uh -huh. Is that what you mean? So yeah. elaborate on that specifically, because everyone knows that. So like with her outfit choice. Mm -hmm. to Choices. The right. Um, and I, I feel like... Uh, kind of on every appearance she has, actually. Yeah, every, like, her her presence. You yeah. Know? And I feel like her being a plus-size woman in the entertainment industry is self-loving us. Mm -hmm. um, that shows people, you know, that maybe are struggling with their weight that... Yeah. Not feeling seen that they are by yeah. her being on that platform. Exactly. So I feel like her presence is enough, but when it comes yes. to, like, her outfit choices and some of the things, and this is just my opinion. Oh my God, mm -hmm. I'm going to receive hate probably. You're fine. <laughs> um, I feel like it's just an excuse to be vulgar. I, a mm -hmm. lot of people use the self-love movement as an excuse to just be vulgar and just to like, as an excuse, I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with not caring about what people think about you, but in a reckless way. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people use the self-love love movement for, for I that. agree. Yeah. I, because and maybe you mentioned it to one of your videos, just like Amber Rose's... Like Amber Rose's slut, slut walk. walk. Yeah. I feel like it's What the are you same empowering thing. women with by right. walking around in public naked? Exactly. Or no like sense. girls growing up. Like what is... What is your underlying message that people are getting when they're watching right, or seeing exactly. it? Right, exactly. What is that teaching young girls? Right. You know? Um, that it, uh, <laughs> This is a complex issue. <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying. And I feel like people will get that to an extent. Because we see where kind of like of some point of views of why those things are important or being mm -hmm. done. But again, it's just like... I don't know how further to us because I fully get what you're saying. Yeah. And I agree. Like, what is her name that, um, from the biggest loser, the trainer who just made those comments. Jillian on... Michaels. Yeah. Yes. I found absolutely nothing wrong with her comments towards Lizzo. Mm -hmm. Some people might disagree. Um, I think what made it like a little shocking or what made her statements a little shocking is maybe how she said it, you know, like, I yeah. feel like it's not what, it's not you, what say, you say, it's how you say it. it. 100%. Um, but what she said was 100% uh, true. Yeah. Like, and you know, there's a lot of bigger people in the Polynesian community as mm -hmm. well that, you know, okay, cut that out. <laughs> no, just say it. <laughs> Back up. You're fine. No, I totally get it. I don't even remember fully what she said. But yeah. I think, I mean, period and in general, like self-love, yeah, is about loving and accepting yourself as you are now. But I feel like there always has to be accountability in exactly. it as well. So you have to know that being unhealthy right. is not fully loving yourself and your body and appreciating it, appreciating it like you should. And that's, yes, not an overday thing. Right. It doesn't happen in a week or a month. It's something that takes time. 
Um, but you have to recognize, like, just like you talked about in your journey and in a different way, but you have to be able to recognize when there's unhealthy patterns or things that are being done that are destructive to yourself Mm -hmm. and knowing what you can do to stop it and to be better, to be healthier. Because when you're healthier, you're just happier. Right. Exactly. And that just feeds the self-love. So I think, yeah, that is an important thing. And I feel like that's mainly what she was saying is I don't feel like she's not a fan of Lizzo or doesn't think oh, she's I great. Oh, I think she loves Lizzo. But just like everyone else, like I love her and I cry whenever I listen to her music in the car <laughs> because it makes me feel good. But I definitely agree too, just whether it's her or anyone, that recognizing that help, being healthy is what's important. Right. And I think it just goes back to what I said earlier is you should have enough self-love to realize that what you're doing isn't self-love. Mm-hmm. It's reckless yeah if that makes sense right i feel like it's just like self-medicating another problem that you're not addressing right so i love the self-movement self-love movement so i love the self-love movement (laughs) so i love the self-love movement as a whole like Mm -hmm. i love what it stands for but what i don't agree with is people using the self-love movement as a blanket Mm -hmm. for other things i agree 100 percent. love that Um, and then just the last thing, I know I usually bring it up, but maybe if you want to think of just when it comes to being like authentic, um, and just overall, like tying that in with self-love, what do you think could be a good call to action that people can do, um, just this week to help them better practice self-love and self-care? Um... Call to action, like, can you explain that a little more? Something that they, like, an actionable, like, tool or to do that they can do, like, this week. That's going to be something simple um, that will help lead them further in progressing, like, with their self-love. I would probably say a good call to action this week would be to literally sit down with a piece of paper and a pen or pencil and write down everything that's stopping you from doing what you want to do in life. Yes. And then keep that and like go through that list mm-hmm. and ask yourself if it's, if it's worth it. If these yeah. things on this piece of paper is worth me not living my true life. Right. Yeah. Yes. I love that so much. That's so good. And I definitely hope that people do that. Um, let us know in the comments or message us and let us know if you try this call to action and how it helps you, what you realize. Um, Kona, before we wrap up, can you let people know where they can follow and find you if they don't already? Instagram and YouTube at Kona Fam. Awesome. <laughs> and thank you so much for being here. You're so amazing. And I hope that those watching um, were able to take something um, from this and from Kona to better accept being yourself um, as you are and pursuing and following things that you feel passionate and called to do and share. Um, and also just going through, like he said, the lists of things that are holding you back from doing those things and really just evaluating if they're worth not doing what you feel inspired to do. Um, and other than that, we will see you next time. Thank you.